Welcome to the Instant Mentor Podcast, where we talk everything mentorship. As co-founders of Instant Mentor, I'm Lance, and with me is Michael, and today we will be discussing, will there still be a need for human mentors with artificial intelligence on the rise? Now, this is a very important question because we see the technological advancement each year just continues to grow substantially. And the question that's arising uh, for some people is, are, is artificial intelligence going to override the need for human um, intellect and capabilities? And, and part of the sub-branch of this question is mentors as well. Um, mm. Artificial intelligence brings a lot of great things to the table, but is it going to eradicate the need for us to learn from those who are older and wiser and have more experience than us? So as always, we're going to go ahead and hand it over to Michael and see what his initial thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lance. Yeah, this year has been crazy in terms of artificial intelligence. Uh, it's just completely blown up. I think there's always been a little bit of a, um, a hint in the technology realm of like, oh, they, we're using AI to you know match or match ads with you while you're using Facebook and things like that. And there's always been this like high level thought of like what AI is, but it wasn't really clear to like the masses. Like it was only clear to um, like certain individuals who are really working with it, you know, day in and day out. And what happened this year, which is really interesting to look at is uh, something called chat GPT happened where now you can type into a prompt and using artificial intelligence and algorithms and all the data mining that it's done and large language models, it's able to actually give you a prompt um, back that is actually contextually aware and it has so much different data behind it. Um, and this is, it's so interesting to think about like how that's changed everyone's dynamic because it's really made AI accessible for everyone, which before mm -hmm. it wasn't really accessible. It was just kind of a high level concept. Everybody knew about AI, but the common person had no idea how to use it. Have, have you used it at all, Lance? I have used it, and it really has been uh, beneficial for finding quick research. So, mm -hmm. you know, I enjoy theologians, philosophers, and all that. So I'll sometimes use chat GPT and just say, summarize the, um, the thoughts and philosophy of St. Anselm, for example. Mm -hmm. And then within seconds, it gives me like a brief overview so I know okay, this is what he's thinking. I'll probably want to read and look uh, at some of his books to dive in deeper. So it's great right. for just uh, gathering information. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've done a lot of that myself. And it, it's interesting because it's like just Googling things. There's so much information out there now. It, it's hard to even consume, you know, the responses that come from Google, right? Because it's like, okay, I just got a thousand links about this question that I asked and I have no idea like how to put in more details of, you know, my specific context, specific keywords. Like it's really hard to get relevant results for exactly what you're looking for due to the mm -hmm. vast amount of information that's out there. So ChatGPT basically accumulates all that data and you can ask it prompts. Like you can do something just like you said, and then you can say, give me book recommendations, you know, about whatever I just asked for. And it keeps that memory of saying, okay, I know what this person just asked. I know what they're talking about. Let me look it up. So it makes it natural <laughs> to interact with AI, which is super interesting. Um, 
So I still think, uh, to your, your whole point in this whole episode, is will there still be a need for, for humans with artificial intelligence? Um, to your point, you could look at it as I think people are like getting scared for jobs. You know, it's like, well, it's going to take away jobs. You know, artificial intelligence is going to make for uh, less of a need for content writers or copy editors or uh, whatever it might be. Um, mm. And then I think there is, to your point, like other subsectors beyond that. Like, will it replace manual work- workers by partnering with robots? Will it uh, replace the need for mentors, which is specifically what we're here to talk about? And I don't know, Lance, if you have any just high level thoughts about like, what, what's your opinion? Do you think AI will replace jobs? And um, do we, do you think people have to be scared of it? I think that's a very good question, Michael. My viewpoint is it's going to change jobs. So mm-hmm. obviously when tech- technology advances, you don't need as many laborers. You know, before farmers, uh, way back in the day, they didn't have machinery like they do now. So they had to hire and have lots and lots of people. Well, now they have machines or tractors and various things that can uh, do the work of maybe 10 to 20 men as opposed to one. Now, the question is, is what happens to the other 9 to 19 individuals? Well, just because they aren't necessarily working uh, how they would have otherwise doesn't mean they're not partaking in the work of a farmer. For example, maybe instead of them being out in the fields or something, they're now uh, organizing whatever the tractors and whatnot bring in, and then they're cleaning them, uh, hopefully, and you know, doing all the right things to get them ready to ship. So I think sometimes when we look at artificial intelligence, we think, oh no, this is going to take away a ton of jobs. Well, what it's doing is it's making jobs easier, and then right. it's opening up and providing more space and capability for people to focus on other things. And just briefly, Mm -hmm. Michael, like what you said, you know, people are worried, is this going to take away from copywriters and editors? Well, we'll always need those for sure, because uh, the human mind is the greatest thing above all. Um, But even though the software can, you know, spew out something as far as like maybe a marketing plan or, you know, chat GPT, right? an email of, uh, you know, to a parent uh, as a kindergarten teacher that I am concerned with their child for being disobedient in class. It Hmm. can write all of that, but how it's used, we should start seeing it not as taking away things, but freeing up our time to focus on other things. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's really well said. Um, And I actually have the same perspective. Um, I, I forget mm. there's um, a CEO that actually talks about like, I think it was from NVIDIA and because they're, you know, kind of running the graphics cards behind all of the processing power that's needed to run these large language models and AI uh, programs. And he kind of talked about, they asked him, they're like, do you think this is going to replace jobs in the future? And he basically mm. said something along the same lines of what you said, you know, it's going to change jobs. But you know, if your company starts laying people off because AI is in place, then you're just working for a bad company because your company should just be coming up with, oh, now we have more time to do X, Y, or Z or attack new business or grow. And Mm. what company around do you think wouldn't take advantage of, you know, more time to do better and more important things? And so he basically said, if you're working for a company that's laying people off because of AI, you should leave the company because the company's run out of ideas. (laughs) But Uh, humankind is always going to continue coming up with more ideas. Like you said, you know, once there were a need for, there was a need for less 
farmers because you have that equipment. Those people just stepped in doing other more important things, you know, managing the supply chain, like you mentioned, and making that more efficient or going into the accounting part or going into the sales part. Like they just shifted their work to do something that was more important. And so I think that's the way he kind of looked at it. And I 100 percent agree. Um, so it's really I, interesting philosophical debate to see like what's going to happen um, over the next coming years. <laughs> yes. And I, I really like that viewpoint is, you know, every company should be seeking to grow and uh, use the resources that are uh, not only given to them, but also just keeping up with these new things. Because if stubbornness comes in the way and saying uh, artificial intelligence, it's, you know, it's whatever, nothing can replace uh, you know, human human beings, and that's true. But at the same time, you want to keep up with these things; otherwise, you're going to right. fall behind substantially. So, exactly, Michael, you're going to lose your competitive edge. To your point, so absolutely, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. And so, I guess uh, bringing it back now that we've kind of briefly explored, you know, what AI is doing and the thought process is going to take away jobs and so forth. Let's hone in now. Is, is there still a need for human mentors with artificial te- intelligence on the rise? Um, you know, does AI supply more than what a mentor can? What are your thoughts, Michael? Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's a really interesting um, conversation to have because I think, you know, AI does all the things that we talked about before that, you know, finding resources for things you're going through or challenges you're facing or things you're trying to accomplish, using AI, it's going to help you find the right resources faster. And that is one of the benefits of mentorship is you have someone who's been through those things before who can guide you and provide resources and do all those things, right? So mm-hmm. now you're just eliminating mm-hmm. the need for you know someone to step in and do that. However, mm-hmm. I think AI is a long way away from being able to create that emotional connection with you and be able to, you know, search the history of their brain of like what's worked, what's been unique, what's going to help given all the factors of everything about you. So having all the right context in order to give you the answer um, that may not be the answer like the the data would tell you. Like if you were to plug all those things, Lance, of how you're feeling, of the situation you're in, of the job you have, of uh, your re- your relationship, whatever it might be, and you were to plug in all those variables and then ask a question of, I'm trying to get promoted. How do I do that? It's probably going to give you like a very logical answer of how to do that. But that's probably not the right answer um, given like the human emotion behind it, right? Because still, you know, all businesses, everything's run at the end of the day by humans. So that person is going to be able to connect with you and give you a much better answer that's contextual to be like, you know, Lance, I would tell you typically to, you know, keep on working with your boss and, you know, trying to put together a progression plan. And then, you know, over the next year, kind of reflecting on those things and saying, okay, I met my objectives. It's time to get promoted. But instead, you know, I'd rather you kind of look into, am I in the right organization or do I need to be somewhere else to be more um, aligned with my long-term goals, given everything else you told me? And I don't think AI um, is anywhere near the the level that a human can provide that insight to you. Absolutely. And, and one of the things I liked what you said, Michael, throughout all that is you really exemplified the need uh, for, you know, human interaction through the senses and, and ability to relate. You know, robots and AI can only do what they're pre-programmed to do. And human mentors are going to need to always be around, to be able to 
uh, help us understand, as you alluded to, specific scenarios and situations of why we're feeling a certain way, uh, being able to empathize um, and give us understanding maybe as to why something happened and maybe they can share with a similar circumstance. You know, an example that kind of reminds me of this or that was brought to my mind while you were talking, Michael, is uh, people who play video games. Uh, video games are not wrong in and of themselves. Michael, you know, back in the day, we used to game pretty hard. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that some people feel more alive and accepted in a video game world, which is not real, as opposed to the actual world. Mm -hmm. um, some, some people might even uh, be seeking out and trying and maybe trying or not trying, but having friends uh, with the character plots and whatnot of these games they play rather than human interaction. Mm -hmm. And no matter how many video games you play, that can never fill the void of what it means to have a relationship with your family and with friends mm -hmm. and people you can laugh with and joke with and share each other's burdens. So... Um, I think there's always going to be a need for human mentors, especially with the empathetic components, but also the uh, senses as well, in the sense mm. of being able to listen, hear, empathize, body language, and go out and do things like have a meal with each other and break bread and, you know, just doing those things. I think it's absolutely crucial. Yeah. Yeah. That human nature is something it will never be able to, you know, replace no matter how you know smart it gets is that's something I think we'll just always crave as humans. You'll never be able to replace it with someone who's not a human. So I a hundred percent agree with you there. It can be, it can get pretty close with some of these, uh, you know, role-playing games or whatever, where you feel super evolved. But I think at the end mm -hmm. of the day, you know, that human connection is something beyond, you know, something that uh, technology will never be able to replace. And it actually, um, kind of talking through that example, it also, you know, reminded me of, um, of something that, like, I think is a good example of why AI can't do the things humans can do. And one of those things, it, it, it just comes back, you know, I love analyzing, like, companies and understanding, you know, how companies are um, started and the stories behind them because it's super interesting to hear each unique uh, perspective and one thing that, that comes to mind from this example is like, well, let's take Nintendo, like back in the 60s or 70s. Um, if Nintendo were to plug all those things in the AI of like, okay, what should we do next? Um, what should we build? Should we go into video games? At that time, the video gaming market, you know, basically drastically dropped from like, a, you know, over hundreds of millions of dollars of a market down to like tiny little pennies of a market. And everybody started going back to arcades because the, the video games weren't great. But if you were to plug all that in AI, it'd be like, yeah, if you're going into a business, don't start a video game business, right? Because they're like, the market isn't there. People don't want it. People are still going to arcades. Um, but Nintendo kind of leaned in and they said, we're going to do the opposite of what makes sense. And we're going to lean into video games and make it our thing. Mm. And then, you know, over a couple of years, they became, you know, the market leader for video gaming. The whole uh, market started growing back. And now look at them, right? They're one of the biggest companies in the world and most renowned yeah. companies in the world. So I think that's one thing that's really interesting about the human mind, going back to what you said all the way at the beginning, is we can see things that don't make sense and still lean into them because we see an opportunity and we can make it work. 
And data will always tell you not to do that thing, right? Because the chance of success is super low and it's super, uh, and it's super unrealistic that it's going to become a reality. But I think human nature has the ability to, you know, be able to decipher that of the trends of people, of what's going on in the world, and be able to really understand of what's going to be that next thing that you have a hunch for. So that human nature, and you know, I think so many companies are an example of this. Um, like like NVIDIA, like we talked about earlier, is they kind of leaned all into graphics cards, and graphics cards were only known for gaming, but they actually made them, you know, a part of AI, and now. ChatGPT and everything's powered off this company's graphics cards because it's not just using regular processing power. So that's another thing like AI wouldn't tell you to do that because graphics cards are for gaming, not for everything else. And now graphics cards and video alone has like 10 x over because of ChatGPT and everything that it's the backbone of. So I think those those things that data would never tell you to do, but humans have an intuition towards will never be able to be replaced by AI. And that's why, to your point, the human brain is still the most powerful tool there is. Yes, and what you said in all of that, Michael, I just recently had a call last night with my wife's uh, father, and he, he said, you know, Lance, and he was a very successful businessman, he said, you know, sometimes the craziest ideas are the best ideas. And so, like mm-hmm. you said, when you go against the data points, uh, and you're willing to kind of take that risk and see what can be into the future, uh, what is possible, uh, wonderful things can happen. And I think you brought up a great point is that's that's one of the key things that uh, sets uh, human minds apart from AI is AI can only go off of, again, what they are pre-programmed yeah, to do exactly. and what they what it, what already is. They can't think beyond uh, as far as possibilities of what could be. You know, hmm. what would happen if if we tried and made uh, flying cars or, you know, just think of some example like that. They can't think like that because they're only using the data that is current. And so hmm. having a human mentor is able to help encourage you and show you along the way that, you know, some of these dreams and passions you do have, uh, it's it's in you. Um, you know, they help you to open, to see the reality of the possibilities that can take place and that those possibilities aren't just some, uh, esoteric overhanging, uh, might be's. They are actually potentially things that could become reality. It could be the next big, big business. It could be the next, uh, big book concept that you write, um, so having that human mentor is absolutely imperative. But I appreciate what you said, Michael, um, just regarding, you know, uh, being willing to take that chance and don't just go merely on data. Right. Uh, if you really believe in it, you have the discipline and it does make sense. Uh, there's definitely a possibility that that possibility could turn into a reality. Hmm. Well said. And I think to, to jump to the summary, it's, you know, AI is great for so many things, um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not going to replace the, the great things that a mentor brings into play, you know, that human emotional connection and that ability to understand the context and the situation and you as an individual and where your emotions are and how you are as a person and be able to provide you the guidance that is truly unique and personal to you. And while AI might be able to take all those things and give you some generic um, recommendations, sometimes what seems logical isn't always the best choice. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where that human connection and that mentor can help guide you in the right direction. Um, And I think that's really why having a human mentor, that'll never go away. Because to your point, AI only knows history up till now. 
But creating the future and challenging the normal and doing all those things are something that are a little illogical. If you were to look back at the data and the situation and everything else, that nine times out of 10, you would never recommend they do that. But then you might go ahead and do that and it might work for you in your situation because your mentors guided you. So I think uh, that summarizes uh, why it's so important to have a human mentor and why AI will be a tool to enhance your mentorship, but not necessarily replace it. Yes. Very well said, Michael, as always. And this has been another episode of the Instant Mentor Podcast with myself, Lance, and Michael. And we are the co-founders of Instant Mentor, where we connect and equip the next generation through intentional mentorship on our mobile app. To join our community, visit our website, instantmentor.io, or join us on social media at Instant Mentor. To find your mentor or mentee, download our Instant Mentor app today and get started. As always, if there's ever anything you would like us to discuss mentorship-related, please reach out. We would love to hear from you and talk soon.